Welcome to episode 13 of RJ Bell's Dream Preview MLB edition. My name is Taylor Ringgold. I'm alongside my co-host, Griffin Warner. Before I say anything else, I want to say happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. If you are a mother listening to this podcast, thank you very much. Griffin, how was your Sunday and how was your weekend overall watching the best game in the world as baseball? I'm, I'm really happy that you gave a shout out to all the mothers listening to us. Um, if you're single, uh, I think you could find so, us on Twitter if you want to hang so. out. So um, weekend was good, uh, you know, <laughs> except for the 19 rain delays or rain outs on Friday so and into Saturday. It makes me feel like uh, most of these really rich billionaire owners should just build stadiums with roofs. But who am I to suggest these things? Um Anyway, big weekend, a uh, lot to go go into, and uh, we're going to have a good show today. That is right, and I think we should just kick off like we always do. We kick off with a recap of our best bets from Friday, and everyone knows that if you stay till the end of the episode, you will listen to our best bets for Monday's games. But Friday, how did we do, Griff? I, I think, again, yet again, we had, a, we had the another two, um, you know. It's going to happen. Um, I had the Rockies Friday night. Chad Cool was very uncool. Um, though I think he pitched pr- pretty well. Uh, but Arizona, you know, they've been a little frisky so far. Uh, you took the Giants and Jordan Hicks um, did his three-inning affair. And uh, I guess that apparently was enough. Uh, four innings. Uh, I mean, yes. he's, he's up in that pitch count. Um, but, you know, it happens. And we're, uh, we're also – we got a little uh, – a gift for everyone, our, our loyal customers, listeners, uh, for the end of the show. So stay tuned. Um, give us uh, your, your thoughts on the weekend. Yeah. Uh, the weekend series that I picked and, you know, over the best bet for a second, I'll, I'll just say this. Alex Cobb pitched great for the Cubbies. I'm going to start for the Cubbies. The Giants, I'm looking at the Cubs box score today or over the best weekend. Um, Cobb had eight Ks. He pitched pretty well. It was just he's, a bullpen. He's got velocity now, man. He's yeah, he's, he's one of those the gas. sleepers. Yeah, Duval. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Duval, whoever his last name is, he he blew the game at the end of the game for the Giants. Duval, uh, yeah, the closer. Duval, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, but for the for the weekend, man, I watch a lot of baseball. Of course, I watch a lot of the Yankees. Uh, Walk off win today. They're in the second game right now. But my weekend uh, series spotlight. I watched a lot of the Brewers Braves series. Acuna hitting that 450 foot bomb off of Corbin Burns, and he fell down at the same time. He gets a shout out from LeBron James. That was fun. It was fun to watch. Good series still going on right now, but um, love to see Acuna back. That's what I love to see. Yeah. Um, as a Braves backer on Saturday night, Max Fried was pretty nasty. Uh, Corbin Burns was getting out of trouble the whole time, but. Uh, you can't get in trouble when you throw stuff right down the, the middle to, to, to Ronald. Um, he, he doesn't like that sort of stuff. He was stealing bases. You know, maybe that knee's healthy. My, my series spotlight was the, uh, the Rays and the Mariners, which, I mean, delivered as a series. We had a walk-off win for Ty France today. Um, still not sure what I think about both these teams, I got to say. I think we're going to need uh, 162 games for me to tell you what I think about them. They're certainly not off to the start I was expecting. Uh, at least and probably you were with the Mariners as well, but right. so the Mariners salvaged one of the four home games in that series. That's tough. Um, some bullpen issues in there, but uh, you know, I, I think the Rays are starting to look like they're maybe a little bit what, what we were thinking coming into the year as I picked them to win the AL East, but really the AL East looks great right now. And uh, anyone Except who's going to run them in the playoffs is yeah. 
I mean, besides the Red Sox, but they have lots of problems. That's right. And uh, talk about your Mariners right there. I'm actually mm. seeing the Mariners this weekend oh. in Queens I'm going to the Met game on Sunday. It's the end of a bachelor party that I'll be on. I'll be in the Poconos for the weekend and ending Sunday at the Met game. And then, of course, I'm not missing the recording. We're recording on the podcast because these listeners need another episode for Monday. And we're going to give it to them next Sunday. So I think with that, do you want to kind of just go into two quick news and notes? Just go right ahead. off the go rip. Ahead. Two major wins for two teams, both on the opposite spectrum of what their season's going to be looking like. The New York Mets have one of the greatest comebacks of the last, uh, definitely last decade, maybe the last 25 years, the Mets being the Phillies. I mean, uh, it was something out of a movie. I, I mean, it was it was incredible during the week. You know, eventually we'll get um, a third episode here on this show so we can give you our reactions and also our betting um, thoughts and our comments throughout the week in the midweek game. And we would review a game like this. I mean, Griff, when you, when you watch this Mets Phillies matchup, the matchup they played like a hundred times already, but this game in particular shows that this Mets team is so special. And I bet a lot on these, this Mets team throughout the season. I would, because this team consistently does just never quits. I like them. I think the Mets have, I mean, they've done so much with their pitching. I feel like they need more uh, bats in that lineup, but uh, you know, it's really sad for a former classmate of mine, Cork Enable, who was responsible for a lot of that blown save. Um, so thank you for bringing it up. Uh, I've already, I've already <laughs> alerted the authorities. Um, they know that you're slandering a university of Texas product, but um, back to the Mets, you know, I, I think they're, I mean, their pitching is going to take them a long way. I'm a little worried about Scherzer right now. Um, he hasn't been really up to snuff lately, but ultimately when you face the Phillies every time you pitch, I mean, I guess that yeah. could kind of be a little bit problematic. But uh, I'm happy to report that Corey Knievel got back on the horse today and got a save in the first game of the doubleheader since there are a million that doubleheader strikeout against the Dom, Yeah, that strikeout against Dom Smith, sword. Get that sword emoji. That was a rough swing. Yeah, you got it back, but... This is a Mets team that just keeps on winning. They won their 20th game today. But the final news and notes here before we get into our Monday breakdown, the Cincinnati Reds are winners, baby. Who? Yeah, you heard that right. The Cincinnati Reds won their first series of the year, winning Sunday afternoon, a 7-3 victory against their in-division rival, the Pittsburgh Pirates. Whoa, they are they are now a league worst five and twenty three on the year. Now, did I bet on them um, a few weeks ago? Did I bet on uh, a game where Hunter Green was in Colorado and trying to get a victory there? Did that happen? Yeah, because I have faith in Hunter Green, but I forgot how awful the offense is for the Cincinnati Reds. And let's just say Taylor's not going to do that anymore. But congrats to the Reds, though. Yeah, uh, I was on the other side of that one, and I'm very happy to report that. Uh, but I have a bad feeling that I'm going to be betting the Reds uh, this summer in the, dog, in the dog days. I don't yeah. want to, but I have a, a price in mind for every game. And when there's big, big differences from what I have versus the market has, sometimes they force my hand. I'm going to try my best to stay <laughs> as far away from the Reds as possible. Please. But Please. I feel like for it's your mental health. Time. Yeah, I mean, for mental health, just – Whatever I might put on Twitter, I just I want to keep it as PG as possible. And, and I think with that said, let's go right into Monday's card if you're ready for it. I'm all ready. Let's go. Great. 
Cool. Okay. So Monday, we got a little bit better of a slate than usual. I mean, because we've had some pretty quiet slates re- recently and, and probably thanks to a lot of the uh, rainouts this weekend right. or else it would have been another one. Uh, but I'll, I'll start with the Dodgers visiting the Pirates. Dodgers playing right now Sunday Night Baseball. We got Julio Urias at jo- Jose Quintana. And currently, Urias is a minus 225 favorite on the road. Total Sheesh. seven and a half. I mean, it's going to be so expensive to back the Dodgers. We both have as World Series champions entering the season. Um, the Pirates, as you just mentioned, coming off a, a series loss to the previously three-win Cincinnati Reds, uh, who've won 18% of their games with a roundup to get there at this point in the year. Um, we knew the Pirates were going to be bad. They're probably pay- playing better than they should. Um, you got any interest in the uh, Buccos here? Uh, absolutely not. It's it's <laughs> definitely tough when Jose Quintana is your guy on the mound. Who Quintana, hey, if you had Quintana five years ago, then maybe we might have a different discussion. But Quintana isn't the pitcher that we're – he's not the pitcher he used to be. But yeah, I always love watching this guy, Urias, pitch. He is gross. He's now emerged into the bona fide ace for this team uh, with a 188 ERA. Yeah, minus 225. You know, that's kind of – you know, you get what you pay for there. Yeah, you, know? you, you do. Um, I'm, and, and that's a good gross, by the way, for everyone listening. Move yes, on to the yes, next. Yes, we'll go, yes, good gross. Uh, Brewers and aforementioned Cincinnati Reds flying right now in confidence. Uh, currently, Brandon Woodruff, <laughs> the Brewers visiting Luis Castillo coming off the IL. So that's, I mean, maybe they're getting healthy. Uh, maybe they're eyeing potentially a 60 win season. It's got a long way to go to get there, but we'll see. Uh, currently, Woodruff, a minus 171 favorite on the road, total seven and a half. Which feels a little low for uh, that ballpark, but as you mentioned, the Reds' offense is uh, a disaster. And I gotta say that the Brewers—they're um, off to a good start this year. And, and we both watched plenty of the series with the Braves. I'm not sure that I'm that—I'm still not a believer in them where I sit. But I think Woodruff will have a good night in this one. All right, here's a question for you: minus one seventy-one. Wouldn't you think this would be like minus two hundred with a guy who's just coming off the IL, first start of the year? When Woodruff, yes, he's just struggling a little bit. He's 5-1-8 ERA, okay, three wins. But Woodruff is a big strikeout guy, Strikes throws upwards of 98-99 for a roster who can't really hit right now, who just won so, their first series. Why, why, what did you think? Of I, I agree with what you're saying. I don't think the uh, market is overreacting to their series win against the other AAA team in the division. But um, <laughs> I think it's one of those things. Uh, the number's shorter than I made it. Um, let you in behind the behind the curtain. I usually make lines for, try to I try to make them before I look at them just to see how far off I am. Um, and generally, as the season goes on, I get pretty close. This one, I mean, it wasn't too far away, but definitely it's shorter than I was expecting. And maybe that means that uh, people have some faith in Luis Castillo. I, I know a friend of mine has a like strictly fade uh, pitchers coming off the IL, what used to be DL, but uh, now that we're in a politically correct environment, um, right. IL. And I feel like that's like worked out pretty well for him in the past. I'm certainly not jumping on Luis Castillo. I'm not team. either. I'm yeah, not either. I, I want to see might, I want to see what he's got. We might see that guy in a different jersey by uh trade deadline. I feel like he's been in trade rumors the last two years now. But let's go that on to the next the, the most prescient comment on today's podcast. So um I would imagine that the Reds will be getting rid of anything that they can because uh you know it's not it's not their time to shine. Uh moving on to the the desert with some sunshine there. We have the Marlins, who are, I guess, still on the West Coast, maybe forever, uh, visiting the Arizona Diamondbacks. Eliezer Hernandez, a minus 115 favorite, over-unders eight, home starter for Arizona's Castellanos. I don't have a huge book on him, 
But I got to say, Arizona's been outperforming my expectations. They've been playing pretty well recently. It was, I, I think, a series win at home against the Rockies this week. 15 and 14 as all the teams in the NL West are over 500. That's incredible. Um, what, what do you think about this one? Yeah, the Diamondbacks come starting off the year extremely poor. Batting averages are below their weight um, as overall an average team. But um, I, I have become a little impressed with how this team has maneuvered these first 30 games or so. Uh, the, big, the big spotlight in this series was Bumgarner's blow up against the um, Dan Bellino, I think, was the umpire. Yes, it was. But um, I think I'm going to maybe back the D-backs here. I mean, they just swept the Marlins in Miami, so that maybe that will uh, have some revenge on the Miami Marlins' mind. Though, they just lost three out of four in San Diego, including a walk-off loss today because they decided to pitch uh, their closer in the sixth inning. Can't really explain that one. And as a fantasy owner of Anthony Bender, it makes me want to cry. Um, but I can move on because no one wants to hear about my fantasy team. Next, we no. got Kyle Hendricks visiting Mackenzie Gore, uh, the aforementioned uh, San Diego Padres. Hendricks, not off to a great start. He's currently, well, I guess I'll, I'll go, Mackenzie Gore is a minus 171 favorite at home, over under a seven. And I feel like Kyle Hendricks is almost likely to give up seven himself. Last time I uh, bet against Kyle Hendricks, he beat me. So um, I'm going to stick it to him this time, and I'm going to go with Mackenzie Gore. You saw I mean, that? You, th- you, thought was, you, thought was, you thought I was going to go I don't know. Away. I was – I. I never know where you're going at this point. Like we've done now 13 <laughs> it's of these episodes. Fucking, it's a mystery on this podcast. You don't know what I'm where I'm going or what I'm about to say. The 9 and 17 Cubs have been a real disappointment. Yes, we didn't think this team was going to be a playoff team, but 9 and 17 in a division that is kind of tough to just stay afloat. They are struggling. They can't really score runs and they're pitching as we can see from Kyle Hendricks that 5.64 ERA is not pretty. Is not nice. Hello. Uh, but Mackenzie Gore, 171 ERA. I'm going to go with that right now. He's been very impressive so far. This is kind of what the Padres expected to see. I mean, he, he was the big prospect we were all waiting for for what feels like five years. But uh, the nice part about the Cubs is they're never going to finish last in the division because the Reds are there. Uh, next, true. we'll go Rockies at Giants. Austin Gomber at Carlos Rodon. And currently, uh, Rodon is a minus 225 favorite over under a six and a half. Uh, I feel like there's not a lot of respect for uh, my guy, Austin Gomber, in this line. What do you, uh, you want to talk me off the Rockies ledge? Have you watched Carlos Rodon <laughs> this year? I mean, he's Look, awesome. Brett, I'm sorry, dude. But Does he score runs? Because he doesn't bat anymore. No, but the guy is a hell of a pitcher. He helps me in fantasy. But, like, the thing is, dude, you you 41 strikeouts so far this year. That's a lot, dude. He's getting 12, 13 Ks a game. That one five five ERA, the Giants' offense isn't terrible. They lit up Stephen Matz this weekend. Ooh, ooh, wow, tough to do. I mean, now we went to your high school, but I know. You know what? Shame on me for even talking about him. <laughs> Thanks for bringing it up. I mean, definitely, I you're getting. I'm you're not triggered. All the donations this weekend. Um, um, I, yeah, I'm gonna go. You're with the, right. Go with the Giants, though. Come on. I know Austin Gobber has been somewhat impressive so far in his early career, but um, I mean, even this season, God. two and two is not terrible, but. Um, Gomber's got a good arm, man. He had a good stretch last year before he got hurt. He was the uh, crown jewel of the Nolan Arenado trade. I figure you'd uh, love that guy long time because if he's mentioned the same sentence, I figure you probably had a poster on your wall. Um, so how did you, how did you know? I mean, I, I can see a little <laughs> bit into the studio, but uh, 
you know, I think I think you're on to something. Maybe backing the Rockies, who like historically can never hit away from cores, is a scary thing against a pitcher like Rodon. They but, just ruined your last best bet. So you're. I mean, you're they did, and, and they scored one run that one. Maybe uh, there's a little more value in that under six and a half. Hopefully, it moves to seven. Uh, maybe that's where maybe. I'll look to go later in the show. Uh, moving to the AL, we got, of course, we got some random, uh, I guess, rescheduled uh, rainouts, but. Go to the AL for the A's visiting the, the Tigers, currently Blackburn at Pineda. Currently Pineda is a minus 130 favorite at home over under seven. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of the, the A's considering they got rid of everybody, but the Tigers haven't looked very good to me at all this year. What do you think? Yeah, 8 and 19 is 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 pretty, pretty alarming. I, I understand that this Tigers team is supposed to be the team that everyone's supposed to look out for in a few years when Torkelson's fully developed in two, three years, you know, Baez there for a while. They got all the pitching, you know, that they got all the prospects. I, I, you know what? I bet on, I bet on the Tigers a few times so far this season, and they've really been really disappointing. And to see Michael Pineda, who uh, he's on the tail end of his career. I think I'm going to go Oakland here. Paul Blackburn's been pitching pretty well so far this year. He's been, he has three of the 10 wins. That says a lot. Yeah, I think he I'm had some go good starts last year. Yeah, I, I don't know that I love him. I feel like he's a little too pitch to contact for me, but I don't know really what we're going to get from Pineda. So, no, I mean, I don't need to shout. It's hit or miss with Pineda, man. It's mostly miss. Yeah, yeah. Um, except the pitchers would want the miss part, but I'll, I'll stay with your narrative. Um, we'll go Guardians. There we go. Not I saved myself this time. Guardians at the White Sox. Zach Plezak at Michael Kopech. Uh, currently, Kopech a minus one seventy one favorite at Bet Online over under a seven and a half. A little bit of juice towards that under. Uh, you think please I can hang around because I just feel like he's throwing fastballs middle middle. Uh, I think he's maybe more of the one of the like most overrated pitchers in the game. Ooh, I really I really think he is because I-, I understand. I think his uncle is Dan Plezak, longtime he pitcher is. for the Brewers, closer, really good. Um, MLB network analyst as well. Yes. Yep. 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 Uh, fun fact. He follows me on Instagram. I don't know why, but he does, but please for Zach, for Zach, please like, man, I don't know. I I can't, I can't back to please Zach, especially Kopech's pitch pretty well so far. Um, and like I, like we've been talking about with this white Sox team, a lot of these wins early on are going to be matter more to this team than others, because there's so much on the line for this white Sox team and how, coming into the season, they were supposed to be beating everybody in this division by a landslide, and it's been tough so far for them. Yeah, I think they are improving. It helps when you go uh, a road series, though, give them credit, but it helps when you're going to the, the Red Sox who can't go out yeah. the game to save their lives. Uh, but I think if his name was Zach Ringgold, he'd still be in double A. Uh, oh! 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 Sorry. Oh, that's fired. Uh, next, we got Tampa Bay with no starter because they're going bullpen bullpen game at the Angels. I like the Rays without even seeing a number on that one. We'll see what that one comes out at. I'm seeing uh, Jeffrey next, Springs for okay. So that I mean, so yeah, so we're going to see eight relievers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. nine thousand um, relievers, right? Which I don't mind. I mean, the Halo's got to walk off today. Shohei uh, Otani son doing his thing, but um, I'll move on to a game with an actual line. So we'll go Phillies at the the Mariners. Ranger Suarez, who's Maybe turn his year around. Maybe he's not living up to that 1.3 whatever ERA last year at Chris Flexen. Currently Flexen, Flexen on him at a minus 115 home favorite. 
Um, currently Rangers and total is seven and a half. I gotta say, I think the, the Mariners are kind of what we think they are a team that's going to struggle to hit. Um, uh, but I believe in their bullpen. I feel like this is going to be a tough road trip for, for Philly going all the way out West. Uh, I, I like, I lean to the home favorite here. What about you? I have a question for you, Griff, before I make my answer. Both of these teams need to win in the worst way, right? Philly's had a very embarrassing weekend. The, the, the Seattle Mariners are underperforming. Who needs this win the most? And I'll give my answer. Uh, Philly's at 12 and 16 to start the year. Mariners 13 and 16. Uh, That's running away with it. I mean, I think based on how well the AL East is going and the AL West is going, I think the Mariners need to start like proving they're for real and that all those one run wins last year um, weren't, weren't the thing. Do you agree with me? I I do agree. I do agree. Um, yeah. The Mariners um, need this win the most, but I, I think I'm going to, I'm going to go with flex on this one. Yeah. Flexing on them. Uh, next we'll go to the early afternoon matches. Uh, we got John Gray at Nestor Cortez, your Yankees. Uh, they're minus 201, so $2 favorites over under seven, which seems pretty low to me uh, in the BX, but um, I'm not really looking to back John Gray here. No, I, I wouldn't look to, to back him either. Nesta Cortez has really shocked the world of how great he's been this season. Last year, he had his breakout moments being the long guy and then getting those spot starts and really becoming a force in the rotation. He's not going to... Look, guys, if you're if you're gonna watch this game and bet on Cortez, he's not gonna strike out the world. He yeah, he got the double digit strikeouts once in a while, but he's not gonna overpower you with throwing 98, 99. He's gonna be mixing pitches, off-speed pitches. So if you're looking for a kind of a ground ball pitcher, fly ball pitcher, Cortez is kind of that guy. But yeah, he can surprise you with the strikeouts, though. But yeah, I'm gonna go Cortez in this one. I feel like more of the, the logical pick. And there's our Yankee portion of How each episode. Doing? Next we'll go. What do you um, want from me? You ask me. I, I'm here to fine. break it's, down the episodes. Don't start the game, me. man. Don't you, don't, I feel like we me. got half of the Bronx listening to this podcast anyway. Uh, next we go, or at least the bleacher creatures. Next we'll go Royals at the uh, <laughs> Orioles. Yeah, Carlos right. Hernandez at Taylor, Tyler, Ted Wells, Tim Wells, whatever. I think it's Tyler Wells. Uh, it probably is. Uh, yes, whatever. Tyler. Well, T Wells is a minus one twenty five favorite. At home, over under seven and a half. And like I said, the Orioles have been a little bit friskier than I expected so far this year. Uh, currently not in last place, as that's a spot reserved for the Red Sox. Um, I, I think the Royals are bad, though. So, and it's, it's two bad teams. Not, not, not great. Yeah, they're, they're two. Um, this is a battle of the shitty offenses, I guess you want to say here. Um, Tyler Wells, former reliever closer slash closer last year, now getting a start in the rotation here. Uh, the Royals, there are a lot of question marks offensively. I'm hearing Andrew Benintendi might be thrown on the block in a few months or so, maybe less. Um, yeah. I, I kind of like that if I'm a Yankee fan, but uh, I think it's I think it's a good pick to go with Tyler Wells and kind of the under here. I think the offenses aren't going to be great. I, I know what we're talking about Carlos Hernandez and Tyler Wells, not two great pitchers, but these offenses really can't put two things together. And what's the over the total here is what seven and a half. It is. Yeah, I maybe go under here too. Okay, cool. Um, um, I think uh, Griff. Before we end, you have a little a little Mother's Day gift to give the fans here. I do, I do actually. Um, good until June first. Uh, if you use coupon code May twenty, you get twenty percent off. 
any of your favorite handicappers on pregame.com. Uh, and, and there's one on this podcast who's been doing pretty well, you know, uh, and that's me. Uh, currently, I've got uh, <laughs> made you 18 units if you've been following along a 23% ROI. And you can get my picks for 20% off if you use the code MAY20. Uh, and this is going to run through the rest of the month. So uh, get your 30-day all-access. You can buy me until the all-star break. You can buy me forever. I don't know what that costs. I don't set the prices, but we'll see. Um, and thanks very much for listening. And now we'll give you our best bets. So we're going to come back here and try to uh, go for a 2-0. Uh, you want to go first, Taylor? Yeah, I'll go first. Um, I'm going to go with the team that we kind of discussed a little bit. On, I asked you that question before. Who is the team that needs to win the most? The Phillies or the Seattle Mariners? The Seattle Mariners need this series because they're going to play in the New York Mets over Ooh. the weekend. So yes. they need a, I need a little victory at home before they go to the Bronx. I'm going to go, go to Queens. So Ooh. Ooh. I'm going to pick Chris Flexen and the Seattle Mariners to get the job done. I, I like need, it. I need JP Crawford to keep going hot, but I need him to, to win this ball game for him. I need the pitching to be well. I need to win. Uh, it's a tough road trip coming off a doubleheader going out West. That's not a, not a great spot for Philly. I might be there with you. Uh, one of my picks tomorrow. I'm, I'm going to go with the game we discussed at length. Uh, I'm going to back the the awesome Gomber on the road, but I'll do it in a, in a way that my co-host uh, suggested. I'm going to go under current number is six and a half. Very important to get seven because that's a big number to push on in this sport. But say la vie, we're on a podcast recording Sunday night. There's some sevens that pop up. I think I'm going to be looking to play it because I don't really see a lot of runs from either the Giants or the Rockies. I think Radon's going to strike out everybody and Austin Gomber is going to hang around for, for a pretty long time. Uh, home team wins will probably save us in at bat if it only goes eight and a half innings. So um, pretty interested under there, under six and a half. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter, the real underscore G Warner. Taylor, you want to give give yours and we can get out of here? Absolutely. You guys can follow me at Taylor Ringold, T-A-Y-L-O-R-R-I-N-G-O-L-D. We always appreciate you guys tweeting at us, tweeting at the pregame. Let us know how you think. Let, let, let us know how we're doing on this podcast because we love all the feedback, positive, negative, if it's good, if it's bad, if we're, if you have any suggestions for like a, a, a segment we can do on the podcast, we are always open to suggestions. Just DM us or comment on us, whatever. This has been another episode of the great RJ Bell's Dream Preview MLB edition. We will see you guys on the next episode. Good luck gambling, and we'll see you soon.